This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. X-ray. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Carbake. Let's talk about money. So today I actually want to talk about motivation. We had an episode planned about credit scores, and I'm in a season of my life right now where I am uh, cranking really hard. I'm starting a business, and I motivation is something that ends up coming up a lot. And so I thought I would talk about what it takes to stay motivated in that hard middle that point when you're you when you've already started you you've realized you've identified that you have a goal and you want to work towards something but you're all you're doing is plugging away it's just kind of the day in and day out as you work towards your end goal um and you know this money stuff is usually about creating goals for yourself either paying off debt or saving or or you know lowering your expenses um and usually in the beginning, it's really motivating, right? You you realize that you can take an extra shift or you could cut cable and you could pay off your student loans in less than three years. And those student loans cause you so much stress and anxiety just hanging over your head that it, it's really motivating when you kind of picture your future without them. In that initial stage, people usually get like this is this is magic to them when they realize that like, oh, I can I can just if I add 20 extra dollars a month, my student loans will be paid off two years earlier. You know, they, it gets really motivating in that beginning. You you start set up setting up a budget. You're crushing your student loans. You're doing like frugal spending months and, and throwing extra payments at your student loans or chucking things away in savings. And you're just you're getting that thrill every time you work towards that goal. But then there's this middle part. You know, a lot of these money goals, they take time, like money. <laughs> there's never enough of it. Right. And so these money goals are rarely immediate. And so there's this stage when you're working on these goals that, that that I call the hard middle. And that's that point where you've got a goal, you've identified what you're working on, but you're just going through that daily experience of working on it. And uh, yeah, have you ever had a goal like this, Will? I don't know. I'm I'm at a point where I'm sort of in the daily work grind, not necessarily working towards a specific financial goal. So I think maybe for me, I need to articulate that before I yeah in the middle. And, um, you know, if if you're still working on setting a goal, if you're if you're listening to this and going like, I don't have any hard middle because I don't have any goal. I'm just trying to get to the next payday. Um, you know, that we have an episode you can go back and listen to that's about values and money. And I think that's a good starting place for figuring out 
what your next financial goal are. And, you know, usually usually these goals are, are pretty simple. They're either paying off debt or saving money. Um, and there's many different forms that can take. It could be saving for a down payment. It could be starting to wanting to put money in your retirement account. It could be starting pay- an emergency fund, starting an emergency fund, any of those things. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's plenty of different shapes that a financial goal can take. But when you once you've set that goal, you had a reason to do it. Right. Um, and, you know, please don't tell me that you like you're like, oh, I set this goal because you told me to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, someone told me I should save for retirement. So that's my goal. So money is just it's just a tool. It's a tool to help you accomplish what you want to accomplish in your life make the choices to enjoy life, and make sure you're living life according to your values. And so if you had a goal, you you probably had a motivation and a reason for it in the beginning. And that hard middle part where you're just working on it is you've got to remember what that is. And there's a couple different ways that you can kind of remind yourself of what that is. Um, you know, say that you have a goal that you're going to uh, save for your emergency fund. So you want to save for a six-month emergency fund, you realize that that's going to be about $15,000 to you. You spend about you know $2,000 a month. And so $15,000 is going to represent six months where you could have no money coming in and you would still have enough in your savings account. And you, you, know, you, you look at your budget and you realize, hey, I could put $500 a month towards this emergency fund. Um, and, you know, in the beginning, it's really awesome. Just, just like all these goals, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have this emergency fund. It's going to be great. Um, but you know, you, that, that $15,000, you're like, man, that is a lot of money. I have never had that pile of money ever in my life. And so $500 a month in the beginning, you're, you're really proud of yourself. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm prioritizing my future. I'm going to have this emergency fund. Um, but, and, and then some months it just feels like a real stretch to get to that $500. Unexpected expenses come up. You're, you're really dedicated to, you know, not putting them on a credit card. And so you're paying them down and just finding that $500 can be really hard. Sometimes you want new clothing or to go on a vacation, or you just want to buy a fancy kombucha at the grocery store. And you realize that you, you're not going to make that goal if you, of, of putting $500 away, if, if you do those things. And you start to get discouraged when you realize, like, it's going to take you two and a half years to get that emergency fund squared away. And you want it now, right? Yeah, that's, that, <laughs> like, that's a long way to, uh, to, be, to be visualizing ahead. But you've got to remember that, that all this money stuff, these goals, paying off debt, saving for down payment, getting your emergency fund set, saving for retirement, this is part of a really big picture. This is part of your entire life. If you focus on only the monetary goals as though they aren't in service to a larger mission, your values, your security, your health, your creativity, that's a very quick path to an early grave. If you only worry about money for the sake of worrying about money, you are not going to be happy with your own progress because it'll never feel like enough, right? It Money is simply a tool. It's only valuable in what it helps us do and what it helps us feel. It has no value intrinsically. It rather represents what it can do for you, right? So for me, having a significant pile of savings, having that emergency fund gives me a lot of security and it helps calm my very naturally anxious self. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it also represents the freedom to make choices in life that live closer to my values. It let me leave a job that was really terrible for me. It was my FU fund, right? That let me go like, this job is not healthy for me. And the most important thing to me is I'm the only one that's going to take care of myself. But it was because I had that emergency fund that I was able to do that. But the money itself wasn't what did it, right? It was that having that money and knowing that what that represented to me. 
And having your money dialed in is important, but you have to live life along the way, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, and Short-term and long-term goals, I Yeah, guess. and at some point, you're going to probably have to buy a vehicle, bicycle or a car. You might travel. Uh, you're going to eat food. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to rent somewhere to live. And whatever life is to you, you're going to have to do it along the way while you're working towards a secure financial future for yourself. And it's not a trophy, right? Like, having a sa- emergency fund is not a trophy that you get to put in the corner and then like you're done and you don't have to ever do anything again. Like you're the emergency fund is just enabling you to live life. So while you're working towards a secure financial future for yourself, while you're knocking out this debt or building up the savings, you don't stop living life. And I'm not telling you to go out and spend lavishly because you're going to die tomorrow. That's not (laughs) what I want you to take out of this. But I want you to realize that you set this goal because you had some sort of idea of what your life was going to be like when you reach this goal. With your student loans, it might have been, oh my God, I'm not going to wake up and go, oh my God, I owe owe Sally Mae 300 this month. Like, how am I going to make it? It's not hanging over your head. Debt is draining. And so you're you're thinking of how much less stressed out you're going to be without it. Right. It's a literal debt relief. Right. Or you're thinking of, oh, my gosh, I could cut back my hours at work if I didn't have student loans. Like I could spend more time with my family. I could spend more time on my art if I wasn't having to crank out money to pay these student loans back. Or, oh, my God, if I could free up four hundred dollars a month that I'm spending on student loans, like once I knock these out. I could travel like I could go to three countries a year that I want to travel to. I could take a month off every summer. Like there are a number of things that money can do for you. That probably is why you set this financial goal. And if you don't have that intrinsic motivation, if you're setting this goal because you read that you should have this goal, if you don't have a feeling in yourself of what you're going to have when you accomplish it, that's a very quick way to lose motivation. Um, So you've got to know what it represents to you, right? Like, for me, the thing I'm working on right now is starting a business. Like I'm, you know, I'm only working 15 hours a week at a regular job while I'm trying to get a business going. And it's hard. I got really used to those like that big win of like I was saving half my income and it was just piling up and it was like awesome to see my Roth IRA just like growing at a rapid rate. And now I'm, you know, I'm living a lot closer to the margins in my life because I am trying to get a business going. Um, and that's hard, and there's lots of existential crises about every other day. <laughs> um, but but I, when I get discouraged, I think about what it's going to do for me in a year and two years down the line, what the life I'm trying to build for myself is by starting this business. And um, so that's one of the things that you can do when you're in that hard middle spot, when you're sitting there and you're working towards this goal and you're like, man, $500 a month is not adding up to $15,000 quick enough. <laughs> right, right. So what I'm hearing you say is you got to figure out your financial goals in a non-financial way. To, exactly. To stay, stay motivated. Yeah. Um. And, and, and think about what your life will be like when you accomplish that goal. So, you know, if you're spending two and a half years saving up for an emergency fund and you're 29 years old now, you're going to be 32 when you have that emergency fund saved up. What does that represent to you? Does that mean staying home longer if you have a kid? Does that mean uh, does that mean that you, ju- you just avoid the panic if your car breaks? You're not like in a actual sweat crying because you 
can't afford for your car to break, you'll be able to just walk into the mechanic and pay cash for it. Is that what the emergency fund represents to you? You have that goal for a reason, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you've got to kind of think about that. But the other thing is timelines. So I see people that have financial goals and their goals are th- they're going to pay off all their student loans, but they haven't sat down and actually calculated out when that is. And if you don't have that timeline, if you don't know when it is, it's ver- it's much less motivating. Um, just figuring out like, Okay, it's it's I'm six months away from this or, oh, I'm five years away from this. Um, Actually working through that and figuring that out is incredibly motivating towards, okay, there is a time in the future. Uh, I'm also very visually motivated. I don't know. I don't know about you. I love to see. I like to see where I'm at on my goals because numbers mean far less to me than like coloring something in how something looks. Yeah. And so when people are attacking their student loan debt, I tell them to pick something that symbolizes what they're going to have at the end of that journey, which is, you know, freedom or they're going to take themselves on a vacation that they're going to pay fully cash for, whatever it is, even if it's just even it's just the the prettiest thing that they can imagine and then divide that into circles that are equal to the payments and then color in each of those each time they send in a payment. And, you know, you can see it add up. You can also do one of those. Did you ever do those daisy chains in school for like counting down to Christmas? I don't know, like like an advent calendar sort of thing? Yeah, like an yeah. advent calendar sort of thing. Like, you know, you can make like construction paper circles and make a chain. Uh, okay. You know, like kids <laughs> do this. Kids do this. And one of the reasons we teach that is because anticipation is such a large part of your childhood life, right? Like like working around those things. Waiting for Christmas, Wait, waiting for Halloween, exactly. waiting for your birthday. Yeah, and this is your Halloween and your birthday now can be these financial goals for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, adulthood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adulting is so fun. But it's, I, I mean, it is pure joy to realize that you've gotten towards that thing that you're working towards. And even if it's really long and slow in the middle, if you feel like you've got a little small win along the way, that could be filling in a, a circle. It could be, It could be just like you get to buy a chocolate bar for yourself every $500 of your student loan that you pay off. Like any of those small wins along the way will help you realize that this is in service to your whole life, right? It's not just in service to some numbers. This isn't just to improve your net worth. Your net worth is there in order to represent how how you feel about your life and what you can do in your life. I'm really curious about what some of your financial goals are and how you're tracking them and how you're staying motivated. Like, what are your goals? I've been going to school for a while now, and a lot of time spending, like, figuring out, like, what my major is and, like, where I want to go, like, what direction I want to go in, and then what am I actually going to do? Like, where is this going? And so that just in the last three years, I've been, like, really crunching credits and trying to, like, really get my requirements done. And now it's like I have one more quarter left and I have 30 credits to make. And it's just like, okay, it's going to be a lot of work, but in the summer it'll be done and like that's what I, I just look at like look forward in time and know that that that's when I'll meet like my goal well one one really memorable goal that I've had was um, to play college volleyball um, I was very single-minded all through high school that was all I wanted uh, I also wanted to go to a really good school but it I don't think it would have mattered as much to me if it, I wasn't also there playing volleyball um, so I stayed motivated by I don't know. I watched a lot of college volleyball matches and there were a lot of players who I really looked up to. And I, uh, every time that I was tired or I didn't want to do an extra practice, I just thought, oh, wouldn't it be so awesome to be like April Ross or Carrie Walsh or any of the other players who were, um, 
in college back then when I was still in high school. A goal that I've had is running for a 5K. I ended up doing it, but I had to stay motivated through it. One way um, was I realized that I was going a really boring route. So just changing the way that I was running and the music I was listening to. And in the end, I actually uh, didn't practice that last couple weeks. So I just knew that I was going to do the 5K and it was going to be horrible. What are your goals uh, I love it if you would write into us or tweet at us. You can tweet us at oh my dollar. Uh, you can write into us at questions at oh my dollar dot com. You can also call us at five zero three two three three X Ray, which is five zero three two three three nine seven two nine. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. I'm Lillian Kerbake, your personal finance educator and host. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. Oh My Dollar is hosting a free community event called Budget Like a Badass at Central Pearl, which is at 13th and Everett. It's on March 15th from noon to 1.30, and it's going to be a crash course in everything you need to know to be the CFO of your own life and uh, get your budget together. So if you've been if you've been putting off a budget, you've heard about it on the show, but you've been thinking, oh, I don't know where to start, um, I'd love to see you there, and in person, we'll work through your budget. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.